Holly. Hey, Dave. What's happening today on the What Difference Does It Make podcast? How you feeling? How's it working out for you today on the What Difference Does It Make podcast? <laughs> That's very good. It is working out. Are you working today. overtime? I'm I'm working for a living. All right, wonderful. Okay, <laughs> the reason we bring this up: Labor Day. There's a lot of songs about laboring and all that work entails. So we decided to uh, make a podcast episode centered around working and this and such. Celebrating Labor Day such as it is because Labor Day is supposed to honor workers. Yeah. That was the origin of Labor Day. Very good. Can you tell me what was your hardest laboring job? Were you not necessarily literally like it was just a grunt, (laughs) just grunt work. Okay. Would you believe me if I told you? That I have loved every one of my jobs, including my very first job at Orange Julius, where, yes, I labored behind the counter. That is it was a little steamy. Food is labor. That is, that's intense. But there's so much else aside from the work, the friends you make, and just the experience of it all that I don't know if I should be embarrassed to say or, or happy or proud to say that I have actually found happiness in all the jobs that I've had, which it's not like there have been so many, but even, you know, babysitting. There's just something about all of them, even if it's simply the, the making of money. Do you have a favorite job? Do you have a favorite job and the job that you felt the worst about laboring? First of all, knowing you, your answer does not surprise me in the least. I feel like you bring <laughs> joy to everything that you do. So that's Aww. not surprising that you love wherever you are. That's you love it. So, Well, that is very kind of you to say. And allow me to say, this is actually my favorite job. All right. Very nice. <laughs> I love it, too. It's fun. We sit, we talk. I sit in this hot garage and I sweat. I actually, okay, so we, I guess I am. Like, like, it's a grind. I'm sweating here. I'm, I'm going to be changing shirts after this episode. So this is the hardest labor you've ever done? <laughs> it, is, it is not. Now that I think my dad put me to work. He and my friend Paul Stone. Shout out to Paul Stone. Oh. We, got, we had to resand the deck. Yeah, we had this uh, deck in the backyard. And it just needed to be, was it, what's the... Um, like sanding or resurfacing? So, yeah, yeah, it had to be, well, both. It had to be sanded, resurfaced, <laughs> treated, and we put, um, what's the stuff you put on it? Like I, finish, some kind of finish? Yes, yes, we had to put some wood finish on it. That was tough. It was worth it. We got paid 100 bucks each for, <laughs> for like a, a week's worth of labor. That sounds very laborious, but didn't you find the pleasure, maybe not when you were doing the actual work, but when you saw the finished product, doesn't that bring you joy? Yes, it does. Especially, yeah, with all my little chores I do in the house, if I'm able to fix it eventually, you take a little, of course, you take ownership right. of it. Like, yeah, hey, I did that. But yeah, I remember Paul and I, we, we enjoyed ourselves. Like, I remember listening to Kiss FM and every time the Eddie Van Halen solo in, in uh, Beat It came on, that's when we took a break and just uh, played some air guitar. I do remember that specifically. Okay, see, that was joy, even though that might have been your worst, your hardest, your most uh, (laughs) labor-intensive job. There were others, but yeah, that's the one that, uh, yeah, there was a little bit of joy in the the hard work, and it was all worth it. I don't know what we did with our 100 bucks that we got, but, you know. Think if you would have saved it, how much it would be worth today. At least 100 bucks. (laughs) $101. It could buy me a (laughs) tank of gas, so yeah, it's nice. All right, so um, we're going to talk about some of uh, our, I don't know if they're favorite songs for you, Holly. (laughs) I made a Spotify playlist, which I'll post on the website, and uh, we're going to talk about a number of these songs, and I kind of lumped them into categories. 
you know, we'll provide fun facts. And so why don't we just dig right into it, right? But Holly, uh, first of all, Holly, what do you got to say? I guess we should say for the record, right, what, what Labor Day actually is, right? I mean, okay. what, what All right, yeah, that's a good idea. Sure. All right, so Labor Day, wait, 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 wait. If I remember, no, I don't remember, but it was a president, <laughs> wait, president, was it Roosevelt, Theodore Roosevelt? Was it Teddy that, that, uh, that created Labor Day, that made it an official holiday celebrating the workers? It sounds like a Teddy Roosevelt thing, but I'm not sure. It does. I'm not actually sure. Maybe I, it was Woodrow the, Wilson after the after the war. That's a very good question, which I think we should double check right now. Because it's only a U.S. holiday, right? I don't know. Yeah. Do other nations celebrate Labor Day? Now we're going to go to a, <laughs> down a, a rabbit hole and never talk about songs. Exactly. No, Labor Day is in Canada, like here, the first Monday in September. But in other countries, May Day is similar, has the same meaning as, as Labor Day. Okay. Are you a fan of the Labor Day film by Jason Reitman with Kate Winslet and Josh Brolin? (gasps) I know you love them. I love them. How did I never see Labor Day? Well, it's a thing. (laughs) Okay. Plus, it's set in the 80s. In 1987, Adele Wheeler is a depressed single mother who lives in a rural home with her 13-year-old son, Henry. While they're shopping, a man approaches Henry and makes them take him home to look after him. The man is revealed to be Frank Chambers, an escaped convict wanted by police. (laughs) Through flashbacks, it is revealed that Frank is a Vietnam War veteran who married his pregnant girlfriend, Mandy Chambers. A year after the baby's birth, Frank and Mandy had a fight in which he asked if he was the father. He pushed her against a radiator, resulting in her death. Simultaneously, through imagery, it is implied that the baby drowned. Frank was placed in prison for murder. That's from the Wikipedia page right there. Whoa. Okay. Well, now I'm not sure. When 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 you got to the end, it kind of threw me off. I don't know if I want <laughs> to see it, but I love Kate Winslet. And you love murder. We all love stories about murder, right? <laughs> we do, but not murder of children. All right. Only murder of criminals. Toby Maguire is also in this. Okay. Well, right. I can I can accept that. 2013. And we were, you know, doing other things back then yeah. <laughs> besides watching. Yeah. Did you find the president? Responsible? I did not find the president, but I can tell you that in the U.S., Peter Maguire was the union leader who founded the United Brotherhood of Carpenters in 1881. He is given the credit for the idea of Labor Day. 1882, he suggested to the Central Labor Union of New York that there is a celebration honoring American workers, and that is how Labor Day came to be. Also, 1887, Oregon was the first state to make it official, an official public holiday. By the time it became an official federal holiday in 1894, 30 states in the U.S. officially celebrated Labor Day. Who was the president in 1894? Sam Adams? Uh, no, 1894. Oh, that's... <laughs> uh, I do not know. I'm admitting. Was, was it Wilson? Taft? Grover Cleveland? Grover Cleveland. Thank you, Grover Cleveland, for making Labor Day an official holiday. Well, I would never have... I'm embarrassed to say. I never well, now, would have guessed. Now, you've got a question to ask when you're in a bar drinking something. And you're like, hey. Trivia, a pub quiz? Tri- tri- trivia time. Yeah, pub quiz. <laughs> who? We're all celebrating Labor Day. Who is the president who is responsible? Grover Cleveland. Good job. Love it. <laughs> all right. So we're going to talk about Grover Cleveland exclusively right now on the, on the podcast. <laughs> so turn it up. So turn up because this is going to be some good talking. No, we're talking labor type songs. Okay. So I divide these up into categories. The first one, as we kind of uh, touched on working hard. So you're working hard for the money. 
Who was working hard for the money? Is that uh, Donna Summer working hard for the money? Donna Summer was working hard. <laughs> she works hard for the money. She was working hard for the money. Do you like this song? I like the song. I liked it back then. Uh, the video, if I'm remembering correctly, she was um, working hard. <laughs> she was. <laughs> As she says in the song, she's a waitress and she's got her clientele. They really seem to need her there. It's a sacrifice working day to day for little money. Just tips for pay. in a restaurant i know you worked at orange julius i never worked in a restaurant where i where i would get tips and i will always remember this from when we were in college dave we were in college together i worked as you know at camp beverly hills making minimum wage a little more than minimum wage which was three dollars and 85 cents an hour yet steve who is my husband and resident expert worked in a restaurant nearby called the magic pan and he made a ton of money for college students he made a ton of money and he always had cash on hand because he made tons of tips and always kind of said, you know, why don't you get into the restaurant, you know, into re- restaurant, but retail was more my thing. Yeah. Did you ever work in a restaurant? I was a host at the summer house in West Hills. Oh, fancy. Oh, it was fancy. I had to wear a suit, I had to suit up, but I was never a waiter. It was very intimidating. I think because it was at the summer house, it was just you had to have some sort of sophistication that I did not have and, and some oh. sort of coordination to carry all these plates. Um, I enjoyed working there. I enjoyed eating at the, uh, the buffet on Sundays. But uh, I just learned something new about you. I had no idea yeah. that you worked there. That was a big restaurant for bridal showers and baby showers. Yeah, there was a lot of that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that, that was I suited up and worked there. You would have made but, a great waiter. Uh, I don't know. I, I, I was very intimidated. I saw, you know, like, plus at the brunch, I remember the, the guy who made the omelets was able to flip the egg or like, oh, my God, how do you do that? I, I just. That is a very special skill. It is I'm a not special saying that you should have been make the omelet maker, but, you know, waiting tables, you'd be great with people. A special set of skills. There's also the coal mine. Have you worked in the coal mine before? I have never been working in a coal mine. <laughs> no. <laughs> have you? Uh, no, I've never <laughs> never worked in the coal mine, never threw a canary down a coal mine. Those caves are dangerous, and so is working in the coal mine. I, I love the Devo version, but you know it's a cover song, right, by uh, Lee Dorsey in 1966, hit number eight. This is Working in the Coal Mine by Devo. Well, I've been working in a coal mine, going down, down, working.
also from the heavy metal soundtrack because when you think of uh, heavy metal you think of devo <laughs> yes d-e-v-o automatically this is also not making a lot of money they they mention it because because i make a little money hauling coal by the ton when saturday rolls around i'm too tired for having fun well i think the point of a lot of these labor songs no one is going to be singing about making a lot of money I know some of them they will. This is I again, I put these in categories. These are working hard for not a lot of recognition, but you do it because you got to do it. Right. OK, so Dave is Dave is springing some of this stuff on me. I can't wait to hear the category about people laboring to make a lot of money. Yeah, well, <laughs> OK, is that coming? Uh, it might. We'll see. Those are my two working hard songs. OK, then there's the working nine to five type situation. <laughs> Ain't no way to make a living. No. Well, you know, you pour yourself a cup of ambition. <laughs> you know, when you look at the lyrics of Dolly Parton's song, it's like, she's a great songwriter. It's still, like, she has these lyrics buried in the song that still hold up. She ends the song with, nine to five, yeah, they got you where they want you. There's a better life, and you think about it, don't you? It's a rich man's game, no matter what they call it, and you spend your life putting money in his wallet. Not in your wallet, in his wallet. That's uh, hey. that was a nice turn that she does, and uh, I think uh, cynical. No, matter of fact, you know. Yes, I mean, and you good. and you saw the movie, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, everyone loves the movie. Yeah, let and love her. <laughs> <laughs> right. That's a nine to five song. You know, you're working hard. But then Sheena Easton also had a nine to five song. The Morning Train. Yes. They changed it to Morning Train because they they didn't want it to be confusing. The Sheena Easton Morning Train is a little different. Are you familiar with the lyrics at all? I mean, I can probably sing it if... Sure, you will sing it and not realize what you're singing about. But it's... Yeah, no, it's, I do not. It, I can't offhand. It's I should basically, be embarrassed right now. No, no, you shouldn't. But she's not worried. The woman's not working. She's just... She sends her, her husband off. He, he works nine to five. You know, he takes the morning train. Oh, he takes the morning yeah, train. My yeah. Ba- my baby takes the morning train. He works from nine to five. And then he takes another home again to find me waiting for him. And there you go. So she's just, she's sitting at home. She's talking about her life. She isn't talking about the life of somebody laboring. No, she is not laboring. She might have labored over dinner. Maybe. He takes me to a movie or to a restaurant to go slow dancing, anything I want. He comes home. Nighttime is the right time. We make love. Then it's his and my time. We take off. So she's there at his beck and call. I guess that's work. (laughs) Is it work? I guess kind of. Yeah. I'm I'm saying yes. Okay.
And it's always the guys they're putting the women in trouble with. Uh, they want to they want to get down like on Manic Monday. Why is she late? Of all those nights, why my lover have to pick last night to get down? Well, you know, written by Prince and all. Yeah, but you know, <laughs> the guy's unemployed. Employment's there. He tells me, tells me in his bedroom voice, "Come on, honey, let's go make some noise." And then, of course, in quotes, like, I can't resist. Yeah, well, that's good because that makes it equal. They're on equal footing. They're on, yes. But he's at home just with, yeah. I, I guess it's kind of roles reversed. She yeah. comes home. Nighttime is the right time. We we, we make love. Yeah. So, yeah. So there you go. So that's the Sheena and the Bengals, just a little different, just a role reversal there. <laughs> so we're all, everyone's represented here. I think so. Eventually, she hooked up with Prince, yeah. right? It's all, yeah, all roads lead to Prince. That's right. He did had his sugar walls moment with Sheena Easton. <laughs> now that we're kind of talking Prince, did you, uh, you know, the his let's work, which is also like Manic Monday and Morning Train. Like, okay, his work is different. Okay, read me the lyrics. The legion, oh, yeah, nothing can stop us now. I'm going to show you, show you how to work. Come on, let's have some fun. We'll work until morning comes. Wow, whoever this is to to work. It's okay. like working in the coal mine, right? Is that what he's talking about? Yeah, well, kind of like working in a coal mine, but... I don't, <laughs> what? So we're laboring hard here, but it's time to take a break and let other people work. So let's just do that. to the What Difference Does It Make podcast and our Labor Day special. Back to work, Holly. Let's go. Ugh, labor. All right, what else do you have? For, uh, so uh, well, what, uh, what topic, what's, what section oh, are we on now? I don't know. I was. I had one other sexy times, like another... Uh, sexy time I, labor song? Yeah, I was going to go into... Uh, you're familiar with Flight of the Concord, right? The, uh, yes. The, the, yeah. the folk duo. Are you familiar with the song Business Time? Nope. Oh, business time is is this special time for them. Um, oh, taking care of business. Yeah, kind of. Girl, tonight we're going to make love. You know how I know? Because it's Wednesday. And Wednesday night is the night that we usually make love. Monday night is my night to cook. Tuesday night we go and visit your mother. But Wednesday we make Sweet weekly love. 
It's when everything is just right. There's nothing good on TV. You haven't had your after work social sports team practice, so you're not too tired. Oh, it's all on. You lean in and whisper something sexy in my ear, like, I might go to bed now, I've got work in the morning. I know what you're trying to say, girl. You're trying to say, oh yeah, it's business time. It's business time. It's business. It's business time. I know what you're trying to say. You're trying to say it's time for business. It's business time. Ooh. That's very good. I like that. Yeah. That song says a lot about life in general. Oh, yeah. <laughs> business all, time. Business yeah. time. It's business time. So, yeah, you mentioned you also mentioned taking care of business. And so this is by Bachman Turner Overdrive. Um, also known as BTO. Yeah. So this is kind of like a DIY type song because, you know, he's doing it on his own. He's a musician. He's not working. You know, you get up every morning from alarm clocks warning, take the 815 into the city. There's a whistle up above and people pushing, people shoving and the girls who try to look so pretty. So, and if your train's on time, you get to work by nine and start your slaving jobs and get your pay. If you ever get annoyed, look at me. I'm self-employed. I love to work at nothing all day. It appears that he's, as a musician, he's doing his own thing. And, you know, people think he's not working at all. And I think that's kind of like a tongue-in-cheek type thing. Like, yeah, look at me. I'm doing nothing. I'm getting paid. I'm taking care of business. Listening to you recite lyrics gives me a whole new perspective (laughs) on practically every song. Oh, okay. My family is very fond of saying, well, as you know, I am more about the music and a little bit less about the lyrics, although I love learning lyrics and I love when people, you know, teach me. Right. Because it's not the first thing I hear. So I like hearing you recite these yeah. lyrics and give me a, a definite, definitely more insight into the song. So I, I realize I've just offended all the brilliant lyricists out there that, that might be listening. <laughs> um, That's okay. Yeah, it's funny when when I go to concerts and everyone knows all the lyrics. I'm like, wow, how do they know all the lyrics? But there's certain artists where you pick up on the lyrics and others where you just like, I just love the songs and you don't know any of the words and, you know. But you know the the people who are singing the lyrics may know the lyrics, but don't aren't really paying attention to what the, what the significance of the lyrics. Sometimes, yeah. Sometimes is. they don't know what the, the yeah the significance mm-hmm. of the song. But yeah. So, so thank you for cluing me into taking care of business. Sure. Every day. <laughs> then there, there's this other one about uh, trying to uh, tell you how great you have it with, uh, with working. It's by, you know, that working class guy, Mick Jagger. Have you heard of him? He's, encur- oh, yeah. he's encouraging guy. everybody to just get together. Let's, he's, in, he's the boss man just encouraging. Let's work. Remember this oh. song? Let's work. No sitting down on yep. your butt. 
The world don't owe you. No <laughs> sitting down in a rut. I want to show you. Don't waste your energy on making enemies. Just take a deep breath and work your way up. Let's work. No sitting down on your butt. The world don't owe you. No sitting down in a rut. I want to show you. Don't waste your energy on making enemies. Just take a deep breath and work your way up. I think it was a hit for Jagger, like one of his. He didn't have too many solo hits, but this was one. I know he's he did he's worked hard. He's worked hard, but it just struck. Uh, it's kind of weird yeah. to, to have Mick Jagger sing this song, encouraging the uh, <laughs> the working class to just get together and and work, <laughs> make it happen. I I had forgotten all about this song until we were looking to do this episode. Yeah, I'm sure this might have been the reason. Uh, Keith Richards left him for a little bit. This was like during a hiatus <laughs> with the Stones. Like, you know, Mick just trying to get, come on, Keith, let's work. Let's get together. Like, oh, Mick, I have, you no, said I, it. I have no time for this. <laughs> exactly. I have no time for your shit, <laughs> what you've mm-hmm. got going on. So, of course, when you're working hard and you're not getting a lot of recognition, even if Mick Jagger is trying to, to cheer you on, there's a point where you just want to say, take this job and shove it. <laughs> And um, Johnny Paycheck did that, and he made it a big, big hit. It was written by David Allen Cole, who I think, as you might remember, those who listen to our What Difference Does It Make podcast, might have heard the Father's Day episode. One of my dad's favorite songs was You Never Even Called Me By My Name. He also wrote Take This Job and Shove It. He was very clever with the lyrics as well. Like Labor Day, Take This Job and Shove It became a movie as well. I don't know if you knew that. but (laughs) Yes. I don't remember seeing it. Do you? Uh, no, I watched the trailer and it was, uh, it looked like a movie that was called Take This Job and Shove It would be <laughs> like. <laughs> Take this job and shove it. I ain't working here no more. This is the comedy about a young man who has it all. Women, money, success. And who gambles it all by going back to his hometown taking over the local brewery and taking on the establishment. You can take your job and shove it. Robert Hayes, star of Airplane, Barbara Hershey, Martin Mull, and Art Carney is picking. Take this job and shove it. Take this job and shove it. David Allen Cole was in it playing Mooney. Oh. He played Mooney. Lacey J. Dalton, also a country singer, played Mrs. Mooney. George Lindsay is in there. And Johnny Paycheck was in there as the man with hamburger. <laughs> so. But he waited all his life for that. Yeah, waiting for that one moment. For he, he that was the deal. I'll give you the rights to my song if I can have a role in the movie. Right. Yeah, there you go. You get to be man with hamburger. Mike Judge did um, these animated stories on country artists. And one of them is about Johnny Paycheck, and he has quite the life. If you ever want to, <laughs> if you ever, I mean, it's it's only half an hour long, but you you could if I recommend it to everyone to watch those uh, tales from the. I think it's called Tales from the Bus, I believe. 
That they're, sounds hilarious, and I do amazing. remember hearing about this. That oh, sounds really funny. They're, uh, but they're true story. It's all true story. It's about. Uh, I think the first season is country artists, and second season was uh, soul artists. If you want to learn more Man. about Johnny Paycheck, go watch that. I just might. Yeah. I've mentioned every artist, and then I have to close it with, with the working class man who's kind of like in the in the reign of uh, Mick Jagger now. Kind of like a, I'm talking about Bruce Springsteen, who's charging, a, had a little snafu with uh, concert tickets, the price of concert tickets yeah. for, the, for the working man. The working man can't much afford Bruce concert tickets. Well, that's, I, I know that to not be true necessarily. If they can access affordable tickets, then they might be able to, well, to yes. buy them. It's always been hard to get tickets for Springsteen shows. But yeah. yes, in 1984, you know, born in the USA, he had working on the highway, also working hard. But everyone's working hard. They're trying to make an honest living working on the highway. This is a guy who's trying to make an honest living, but the uh the other side uh is sometimes more attractive because uh, the other uh, side of the highway yeah well the other side <laughs> of the i guess uh, yeah the other side of the tracks and it's kind of funny because this song working on the highway from born in the, in the usa it, it probably could have been a song from nebraska like a like a, a folk song but instead it because it's on born in the usa it's like this 50s romper you know just kind of this rocker type uh type song okay. in the in the lyrics he, he works for the county out on 95 all day I hold a red flag and watch the traffic pass me by. In my head I keep a picture of a pretty little miss. Someday, mister, I'm going to lead a better life than this. So he has dreams. He talks to the dad and says, you know, okay, I'm going to marry your, your girl. He's like, and he's like, I see right through you. You're no good, but my daughter loves you and you're probably going to, and so you're going to get married. The song ends with one day her brothers came and got her and they took me into black and white. The prosecutor kept the promise that he made on that day. And the judge got mad, and he put me straight away. I wake up every morning to the work bell clang. Me and the warden go swinging on the Charlotte County Road Gang. So he's worried. <laughs> he's back. He's back on the road, but now he has to because you know he's incarcerated. Aww. I'm work. I'm working on the highway, but I'm gonna get a better life. But it's just I, I, I can't do it. And here I am. I'm back. But now I'm back on the highway, and my dreams are. It's just not gonna happen. But it's a happy song. if you saw like a, a Springsteen concert in 84 and him doing that song, it's just kind of like a, you know, everyone's dancing and wow. having a great time. And then you're like, wait a second, what is he singing about? <laughs> you know? This is not a happy song. This is not a happy song. This is, yeah. And I, I really don't know, but I, I think it's probably from Nebraska. I mean, it could have, it could actually. It sounds be. like it should be on Nebraska more so than born in the USA. Yeah. He has a song similar to that on Nebraska, Highway Patrolman, where he, but it's his brother who's on the, the other side of the law. And he's, one guy's a police cop. The other guy is uh, a lawbreaker. A lawbreaker. And he lets his brother <laughs> escape. The song ends with him letting him escape. Just like, I can't arrest my brother. It's just, you know, just let him go. But 
not in working on the highway and working on the highway. They w- they want to lock this guy up and save their save their sister and daughter. The daughter. <laughs> the, right? Save the daughter. Yeah. Well, the brother. One day, her brothers came and got her, and they took me into black and white. So yeah, the brothers the brothers pulled the trigger on this one. Sounds like the brother the brothers set him up. I don't know. That could be. <laughs> but I don't know. The prosecutor kept the promise. I don't know. Everyone had it in for this guy. Uh, His future, yeah, not a good future. So I wonder who she ended up marrying. Uh, I do. <laughs> Probably the warden. Cause yeah. Yeah. <laughs> who knows? <laughs> this sounds like Danamora. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm sure, yeah, it could make a good screenplay. We should do uh, yeah. We should get on that. I know. We could make a nine to five or a labor day or a take this job and shove it. These were all movies we talked about. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. Now let's um, make a working on the highway movie. That would be depressing. Let's, let's make a, uh, a back on the chain gang. No. The, oh, back. No, that's, that's depressing <laughs> as well. Let's make a let's work. Well, that would be a porn. <laughs> let's work. <laughs> Prince's let's See, all work. All these could translate to porn. All these titles. We need a, yeah, maybe a Manic Monday. I got one more song to add. Go ahead. I'm upset that you glossed over it. This <laughs> is the epitome. This is Working Man. Oh, you're right. They call me the Working Man. Yeah. I guess that's what I am. This was before they got this drummer in the band, right? This was not Neil Peart. This was John Retzi, the drummer before, the drummer from the first album, Rush's first album. So who wrote this song? Alex and Getty wrote this song. They did? Yeah. Okay. Well, I get up at 7 and I go to work at 9. I got no time for living. Yeah, I'm working all the time. Is this? <laughs> Come on. Yeah, it's working they for... call me the working man, I guess. He's working for yeah. a living. They're I get home they... at 5 o'clock and I take myself out a nice cold beer. Yeah, it is one of those socks where... I, I feel like this is like a heavy metal parking lot song. Like you're just in the <laughs> parking lot, just totally. cranking that song. They closed out their very last tour. It was here at the Forum. Yes. It was the last song they played. Yeah, it was brilliant the way they rushed it. They they played it backward. They, they went backwards in time. Yeah. Yeah, chron- chronological, reverse chronological yes. order. Yeah, that was great. That was a, Did you see that tour? I was at that show. Yeah. It was All 2015. Right. All right. Well, let's... Okay, so, so now bang on the drum? Yeah, so now, yeah, while we end on... Uh, we don't want to end on a pressing note. We want to just bang on the drum all day. I don't want to... I don't want to work. I just want to bang on the drum all day. That's really what this... There's no deeper meaning to this song. Nope. There's nothing. It's a song that people play. I think you hear it at football stadiums. <laughs> well, you know where you hear it? You know where I... Do you remember where you first heard it? They used to play it on a radio station that I can't remember... But please remember, they played it on the Friday, like at, at five, right? I it can't was, remember if it was KLOS or KMET. I think it was played in a lot on a lot of rock stations on yeah, Friday in, right. in various markets.
By the way, I think Take This Job and Shove It was also a song played by DJs whenever they were they were fed up or they heard that they were going to get fired <laughs> or they were just like, I'm quitting. Yeah. That's what they, they did that. That was done a lot. <laughs> just, Makes perfect sense. Yeah, yeah. You can express yourself through music. <laughs> Very simply. It, it's funny because being the drum all day is Todd Rundgren. Right. Who we do not associate with songs like, you know, I mean, people, I think a lot of people knew this song but did not know that it was him. Probably. Yeah. He writes all the songs. He writes the songs that makes the whole world sing. <laughs> he puts yeah. in the hard work. Yeah. He is one of the oh. hardest working men. He is. He is a working man. He does everything. But he, he actually did say, I like the idea that I've written a song that is well known to a broad segment of the population and they have no idea why they know it. In the same sense that everybody knows happy birthday, but they can't remember the first time they heard it and they have no idea who wrote it. Yeah. He feels that, that uh, Bang the Drum All Day is akin to Happy Birthday. Very good. Yeah. Maybe we should <laughs> sing that song every Labor Day. Yeah. Why don't we leave on that note? Okay. All okay. Right. We can close it out on that note. <laughs> right. Well, that concludes it. So first of all, these songs will be on a Spotify playlist. I played snippets of it, but I'll, I'll slap this on our website, which is WDDIM Podcast which stands for What Difference Does It Make, podcast.com. So make sure to, if you want to give a listen, check it out. Where else can they find things that we do? Well, first, check, also check out the Spotify playlist. It will have not just these songs, but some other labor-related songs. Yeah, by the way, you can. I will allow people to add songs if they want. Well, that would be fun. Add your favorite song. Yeah, we could do that. I have, yeah. I have no uh, legal authority to lock out everyone. Enjoy. That's great. Please add. We'd like to hear your, your labor song. So check us out on social media at WDDIM Podcast and on YouTube at What Difference Does It Make Podcast. Very nice. All right. Well, happy Labor Day, Holly. Happy Labor Day to you, Dave. All right. Again, new episode. We labor to come up with an episode every Friday. So please subscribe. Till next Friday. This is Dave. This is Holly. Check you later. Over and out. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.